0: Yo, what is up everyone? Welcome to Bangers and Mosh, the podcast for Heavy Music. We're your hosts, Jimmy Daz, and Deffer. Oi 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 oi, 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 boys. I'm, <laughs> in a,
1: I'm in a puddle. I'm in a very a big spacey puddle.
0: swampy a puddle. Puddle, yes. And the reason Deffer is in that spacey swampy puddle is because today's show uh is the next in our Metal Brick Road series and we, this is, I have been waiting for this one, man, for so long. Like, right, we uh, were joined by Phantom Slaughter, the mastermind behind Floridian Funeral Doom Heroes Worm, one of our collective favorite new bands, aren't they?
2: Mate, oh, bloody hell. It, uh,
0: now, di- things like this, and every time we do one of these, right? Us three finish, and we're like fucking little kids who've just got their new favorite toy that they didn't know they were getting. Like,
2: yeah, all yeah, three of us right. That's that little a perfect, three. perfect description. I just like put it on Twitter like that. Andy gif from Parks and Rec, like just <laughs> yeah. a surprise. I was like, ev- like ev- every fucking five minutes, I was just like, I, well,
1: could- I think we all were, mate. I think I
2: mean, we just all like were just like kids yeah. in a kids in a in a sweet shop, man. It was awesome. One of my
0: favorite things about doing this chat on Zoom with video is like all three of our reactions at certain points in chats, all three of our faces do exactly the same thing. And I think this one was one of
1: this was one of those chats where our facial expressions were showing the most. Yeah, Yeah, every sort of there were certain moments in the chat. He was sort of dropping stuff and three of us were like, Oh, I just wish I could have taken a picture because it was just hilarious because we were all exactly the same. Yeah, yeah my man. jaw was on the floor, myself, oh, mate. Oh, mate, was some stuff he said, mate. That was just incredible.
0: So we had an absolutely incredible chat uh, about Worm's stunning 2021 masterpiece "Foreverglade." Um If you want an in-depth chat about an album... This is the in-depth chat about an album. Like we got into everything uh, around the album, from the artwork to the production, to the influences. Everything you want to know about Forever Blade, mate, is in this chat, and it.
2: Yeah, everything, everything, and in the next chat there'll be everything in there about something else as well. So, oh, which yeah. we, I mean, fuck me.
0: The, uh, so. Phantom gets into this a, bit, a lot in the chat, but there will be a new EP coming later this year um, called Blue Nothing, um, which is one of the most highly anticipated releases this year in my in my book. Um, and we got some really cool snippets of information about what to expect from Blue Nothing, which I didn't think he would be able to tell us, but... Oh
1: man, I'm so. What we wanted to hear. It was what we wanted to hear, as in influences. But oh, when yes. he says it, it's that. Oh my god, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, it but... was, that's it. That's how good it sounds.
0: Agreed, agreed. Um, and we got into uh, Phantom's journey into music, into metal music he likes outside of metal. Which, when he was talking about that, you can then you can sort of trace that in then into worms
3: makes completely. sense
0: yeah makes absolute sense mate and then um i thought we were going to lose him as a friend forever when we did the either or questions at the end yeah. but he
1: he, got, he was in pain he, he was yeah, in uh, pain he, with Yeah,
0: he got through them like an absolute champ so yeah one of one of my very favorite things i've done since we've started yeah, this podcast, agree. I, think, yeah, I
1: agree Amazing. he's a legend absolute yeah. legend
0: So, yeah, here we go. On with the chat. Phantom Slaughter from Worm. Phantom Slaughter from Worm. We are absolutely thrilled to have you on the show, dude. Um, How are you doing?
3: I'm doing pretty swell right now, man. And I'm super stoked to be on the show. Thanks for reaching out and wanting to have a chat with a weirdo like me. So (laughs) I appreciate, appreciate the time to talk metal or anything, music with anyone. So stoked for this conversation.
0: Yeah, man, we, um, like, all, all three of us absolutely, like, fell in love with Foreverglades, um, and then we watched uh, your live streams that you did with Ken, uh, Uncle yeah. Ken, over in his death metal crypt, and I was like, if we only ever have one guest on this show ever again, it has to be Phantom Slaughter. I was like, he's the most fascinating dude I've ever, uh, uh, like, listened to speak.
3: Oh, man, I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks,
0: that's all right, man. I got absolutely schooled as well with some of your uh, albums that you, that you were showing as well. <laughs> like...
3: uh, maybe I can do some schooling today. Maybe I can uh, oh. pull some tapes or so, some stuff to mention, maybe. So, oh, yeah. Hopefully, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes.
0: We're, we're always down to be learning. <laughs> so
3: uh,
0: Forever Blade came out um, October last year, which doesn't actually feel that long ago, really. But how has the last six months been for you since it came out? I'm guessing quite hectic.
3: Yeah, I mean, time's been flying, man. In my eyes, it really doesn't seem like it, it was released that long ago, but it's like like half a year, pretty much. It almost hit the, the mark like a couple days ago. So that's pretty, I think, um, ever since that was released, I've just been like keeping busy, you know? I don't know if you heard like, I have uh an ep that's releasing soon called blue nothing so yeah. it's kind of, i've just been just trying to keep the momentum going i'm inspired as hell so just trying to keep making music you know and just living in the in the world so, so i've just pretty much been in, in in the worm universe you know just working on stuff scheming you know yeah that's cool I, man yeah and I've also just been completely taken aback by just the reception that for has got. You know, so in a like, I never would have imagined that you know it would have reached the people that it reached, and people would be uh, talking about it the way that it is. So I, I'm just completely grateful and honored for all of that. You know, so, yeah. uh,
0: it's it's fully deserved, man. I mean, um, me me and Daz had it in our top ten albums of the last year. Um, both of us said the word
2: masterpiece i mean
0: (laughs) half a dozen times does when we were talking about that record
2: yeah man it was awesome the one previously as well what was it called is it gloom gloom Gloom, lord Lord? gloom lord yeah that was fucking wicked as well
3: Um, do
0: you you take much notice of sort of um reviews and social media when it comes to your music dude or are you just like, like i know this is good and that's good enough for me sort of thing
3: yeah i mean the main thing for this is uh when it comes to worm is just like uh i had no idea that gloom lord or this album was going to resonate with anybody at all i just it was really just like when i geek out on certain style of music or certain bands and stuff like i get so inspired that i just want to like do like uh that kind of style justice so i mean first and foremost to me it's like i just have to do this for myself and if anyone likes it that's amazing you know what i mean like And uh, uh, even if one person would like it, you know, and, and everyone hates it, like it's still like a, a victory to me, you know what I mean? So, but first and foremost, I just do this for myself and it's more kind of like a challenge, but I mean, I definitely saw the reviews for for Forever Blade. I saw like a few as they were coming in and stuff and I'm just like. I mean, I I really don't know what to say with all the like positive feedback. To be honest, man, because like I, Worm has been. Uh, I started Worm in like 2012, 2013. You know, it started as like a little tiny black metal project in my room. I was recording stuff. You know, so like just to just for to get any sort of feedback from it is just amazing to me. So I definitely I'm just honored to be honest. So yeah, pretty much
0: uh, what I could say. I it's it's so nice to hear like. Like, like so humble and, and, and grounded with, with that. That's, that's, that's really cool, man. Um, you're, you, are you someone then like, you, you know, you've moved, you, like you said, you, you're already planning, you've got Blue Nothing in the works, which is, which is going to come out um at some point soon. Are you sort of someone who's always looking like forward when it comes to your music and, and not one to sit and, uh, and sort of bask in, oh, Forever it's done really well and sort of rest on your laurels.
3: No, yeah. Um actually well Blue Nothing is turned in already, so we're 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 I'm already moving on to after Blue Nothing, but yeah. Oh my
1: like... <laughs> oh, don't tell us that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
3: already I'm already working on the news the newer stuff, but oh me... god. <laughs> but uh to me it's kind of like uh uh to it's a very therapeutic thing to to make music for me. And it's like kind of like the first thing when I wake up in the morning, it's like the first thing on my mind, like, Oh, I wonder what I could do like with worm today. Or like, I wonder what influences I'll listen to for. So it's kind of like the the process for me is so like fun that I'm, I constantly like scheming on stuff and always like working on stuff. So I don't, I think that I would become a very grumpy person if I like took a break from worm because I, <laughs> I, I like, I like doing it so much, you know, and I'm, and I'm very inspired at the moment specifically, like, with everything with with like the feedback and just in general like I'm just feeling very inspired with the music that I'm listening to now and it's so it's just kind of to me it's just like I uh, it's a waste of time to not be making music you know so like I just try even if it's not going to be released I'm, I'm always working on stuff you know like and and the stuff that will be released is the stuff that I, I'm proud of like 100% but yeah always always working on like right now I'm, I'm sitting in front of like uh four keyboards right now so i've been working on some some kind of like uh some some synthesizer realms some dungeon synth realms oh, but who, who knows what oh. that could be who knows what that could be for you know what i mean so but oh, always always gotta gotta work you know I'm, I'm in my 20s you know so i just kind of want to just like make as much music as possible that's awesome yeah
0: man that's so cool like we it's it's on a you know a a lesser scale but I think we had a chat the other week we did we just finished the podcast and all of us were buzzing and we were like this is life now man I can't imagine having a life not doing this (laughs) anymore having that creative uh, outlet for your passion is just so important isn't it
3: yeah yeah I mean it's a beautiful thing when you love what you do and 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 people like what you do as well, but it's just it's a beautiful thing to just get obsessed on an idea mm. and to just like put yourself into it it's, it's like it's like that's the only reason why I would create music is if I was excited about it you know it wouldn't be like uh phoning it in you know like and just doing it just to do it like it's it's to it's to do something because you're so excited about the idea yeah and it's like you're always thinking about it so yeah, that's pretty much how how I view. Like worm in that aspect. Oh, that's
0: yeah. so cool to hear, man. Um, so just going back um to the <clears throat> the last live stream that you did with Ken, um, yeah. uh, after hearing you going through the track by track guide, like I went back and listened to Forever Foreverglade again, and it just blew my mind sort of all over again when you were um you were <clears throat> saying that you were pulling little bits from from bands that inspired you at that time. Is is that the way that you always write or was that something specific for foreverglade that you wanted to achieve
3: i think that that's the way that i always write i mean like it it always happens like i think it's like kind of like fate where i start getting like suit it's happening now in the transition like after foreverglade where where i get into like a few like a handful of bands and i religiously like i'm just like i obsess over them so much and i want to like break down everything about them yeah. and like see like all the nuances and everything that that uh, that i that I like about them. so and and that to me is the key to when I know that oh, it's it's time to to start like right when I when I can't like put something down. So it's kind of it's kind of like it's always been like that. and I but I think with foreverglade, the whole um, the whole virus situation and everything, I was really able to kind of, like uh, everyone was on lockdown and stuff. I was really kind of able to hone into. My influences and really, really like sit with it for for a minute. You know, I yeah. I had that material for a while, I think, and I think, and I had a lot of time with it, and I was just really able to do everything I wanted. Like I made sure that all the boxes were checked. You know, like every little detail from oh this band I like this part in this. Like I want to try to do something like that. Like I really try to just go like all out like a nerd about like for every way You know, it's the de- <laughs> it's the details for me, man. It's like the, those little like and and when you see the the bands that are influenced by it and then you hear it, you'll be like oh i see what he did there you know so it's like leaving little breadcrumbs it's kind of like <laughs> little little nods to stuff that i yeah. like at the end of the day like I, I i don't i don't necessarily try to reinvent the wheel or anything but i just really want to pay homage or give a nod to stuff that gets me excited you know so that's kind of the key for for worm you know
0: yeah, that's wicked, man. And and the thing as well, I think, that it showed was how just skillful you are as a songwriter to be able to do that without, wow. it sounding, without it sounding like a rip-off or, do you know what I mean? Some bands could try that and it'd be like, oh, well, there's that bit and there's that bit and there's that bit. I didn't even pick up on them things until the chat with Ken and I was like, oh, wow, I see what he's... I see what he's done there, like, and and that's how you know, as a songwriter, the, the the skill and the craft is just like sky high.
3: Um, I I truly appreciate that. I I really uh, that that means a lot to me. I think, yeah, sometimes I'll sit down to like, well, work on stuff, and I'll have like certain bands in mind, but then at the end of the day, it won't even sound anything like those bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it'll just it'll just be like the initial, like the excitement, like what I was saying before. It'll just be that like oh, I'm just so excited about this. I just, I need to sit down and do something, you know, about it. So, so but, but I, I'm, I really appreciate that you say that about the songwriting and stuff because, man, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm just having fun, you know, so I, I really appreciate that.
0: No, that's cool, man. And it, it, it properly shines through. Um, Something I wanted to just, um just talk about quickly is, I mean, this, the, the songs on Gloomlord are brilliant, right? But what you hear when you press play on Forever Glade was the first time was just how massive it sounded, like the production is on another planet. Um, did linking up with sort of 20 bucks spin allow you a little bit more time and freedom and, I dare say, a little bit more budget in the studio to be able to capture that sound?
3: A hundred percent, 110 percent, yeah. Oh, awesome. so I think with, with uh, Gloom Lord, I was just like... Get, dipping my toes into this like sound that I kind of wanted to like fully like go into. And so like when I was making Gloom Lord, like I, I was just like, uh, I was, it was all new to me, like the the influences that I had, but I just wanted to get it, like all those influences out. And I think I got to sit with those influences for Foreverglade and really like, really take everything in. And then when, when we got signed to 20 bucks spin, he really uh, Dave, uh, the the owner of the label, he really did everything in his power to just make everything. All the ideas that I had for <laughs> foreverglade really like come to light. So um, Evoken was a big deal for me, that band Evoken. Yeah. And, and their their previous, I want to say their last three releases were mixed and mastered by this guy called Steven Diacutis out of New Jersey. And I was like, well, this is this style done in modern times you know like this and it sounds great in modern times and this guy knows this sound you know kind of like this embalming evoking this death doom atmospheric uh, doom kind of stuff and he, yes yeah. he, and, and this is in modern times so this is like what their last album came out like a couple of years ago so i was like this is the guy to go with if, if anything to get the sound that i really want so i told 20 bucks bin and they they made it happen and I, I took a plane to new jersey and and we we were there for a week and we got the whole thing like done you know
1: so that's amazing yeah. that's, that's incredible That
3: <laughs> so, was fucking awesome i had the time of my life i was like a kid in a candy store Go i never, on, bet I, I was i never went to like a legit uh recording studio and he had like shit all over the walls like lights uh, gizmos oh, gadgets everywhere God. so so yeah, and it was just like, and and he knew what I was going for right away. So it, prior, like Gloomlord, I had to tell the producer. It was like a local producer here. He didn't know any of like the bands that I was into or anything. So I had to kind of like, but this guy immediately, the sound that I wanted, I got like right away. So it was kind of just like a, a perfect uh, situation. And I worked with him again for Blue Nothing. So I oh, went gross. over there again. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. Oh, that's wicked, man. It is. For you, that must have been like to 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 think that some of your favorite albums, like this, is a legacy that you, in years to come, you can look back and be like, "I had an album. I worked with this guy who's worked with some of my favorite bands." It's such an amazing thing to be able to to say you've done.
3: Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And when I I remember when I got there too, like I think it was like the last couple of days that we were there. He's like, oh, you want to talk to the dude from Evoking? I was like, what? And he's, like, yeah, I can, I can. he's like, yeah, I can, I can call him up if you want. And I literally had like a, like a very short, like five minute chat with him in, in the, in the studio. I was like, oh, I, I love Evoken. The only reason why I'm here is because I love you guys' Sam. Like, uh, I love your band so much. And I was like telling him about other like death doom bands, and it was really cool. And then the last time that I came, this is a funny short little thing. He, he's like. Uh, Oh, you know, uh, I think his name is John, the dude from Evoking. He's like, oh, John called me up after Foreverglade came out. He's like, why'd you make those guys sound so good? <laughs> 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 so I was, I was like, that's so fucking awesome. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the sa- I'm just so happy with the sound that I got on. And I think that really allowed everything, all the little nuances that I try to add to Worm. I think it really brought it to light. Having that kind of production, you can kind of see all the elements that I really try to cram in there. So I oh. think that 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 kind of really that's what raised the level of it was the production.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. Like there, there is not a better guitar tone anywhere than the one that you've got <laughs> on that album. Like the the low end, the bass and the um, especially the kick drums, man. Oh, my God. Every time I, I bought some really like I paid a, quite a lot for some h- headphones recently because I. Um, I love just headphones, man. But when you listen to Forever Blade through them, honestly, like I was a puddle on the floor after <laughs> like, it's just such uh-huh. an amazing, um, sounding record, man. It, it, really, it really is, yeah. <laughs> um, the artwork on, on, um, on forever gray man i just want to ask you about that quickly i think you were explaining to ken like that that's the under that's the underneath of the swamp isn't it that you see on gloom lord
3: yeah yeah so my idea was like gloom lord you see this dude ho- hovering over the swamp he's you know there's like these mangroves there's these trees and stuff and he's over it. and it, i guess he, he's like our mascot now this hooded this cloaked figure that's like almost decaying and melting. So uh so I I, I came up with with Brad. Like I went to Brad with this idea. I when I first approached him, he's like, he was like, if you give me a concept that I'm not into, no vampires, no uh, upside down crosses, no if you give me like he's like, if you give me this a goofy concept, I'm not re- gonna really be into it. So I was I had a concept in mind already. So I was I just was like, I was thinking of this, of this uh sort of like Palace underneath the swamp, where the the gloom lord, where he where he resides, where he dwells. So cool. you know. So so that's kind of the idea. This underwater crypt, this underwater kind of like realm where he he lives in. And and I I send him some reverence. Obviously, um, he did this cover for this band called Mor- Morpheus Descends called Ritual of Infinity from the early 90s. It was one of the coolest covers I had ever seen. He just had a way with colors, and I was like, he uses colors that you wouldn't really see in death metal and it was it was kind of like I loved it and it was also not at the same time trying to be beautiful it kind of had like an amateurish kind of sensibility to it kind of like early like a Florida death metal album covers like like leprosy like it kind of had this kind of thing like it wasn't trying to take itself too seriously yeah so I really liked that and uh so yeah I gave him that idea and I and just from like the sketches onward I, I, as I was seeing it like come to life, I was like, "Oh, this is like the coolest <laughs> thing I have I could ever like have." And and he did the. I I had such a great time, and I think he he understood what I wanted so much that he did the the cover for Blue Nothing as well. So it, and that and he managed to. I think I think he fucking beat the Foreverglade cover with this Blue Nothing cover. I'm looking at it right now. It's oh, it's, wow. like, it's hung up on my wall. He sent me oh, a, a scan of it. <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's definitely it's different than Foreverglade, the the color scheme and the, the concept. But yeah, I had to go with him again because he's just a mastermind of of he just the worm sound, he he does the perfect visuals for it. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. When you strike gold, like you know, you have <clears throat> done with um with the producer and and now an artist as well, you've just got to carry on that like momentum, haven't you?
3: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and it's just like and these people are also awesome you know they're also really nice they're humble and they and they become my friends so it's like yeah. why not you know like uh they're, they're just great people all around and that and that's the that 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 really helps everything you know like and he could have uh brad moore could have had like an ego and been like no i don't like this idea i want to do this but he was open to everything i said and, and it was really truly a collaboration You know, like, um, so I, I like, and that that makes for the best stuff when when everyone is heard and all the ideas are, are working and everyone is excited about it. So, so yeah, I think that it it was just a a mesh of all of everything, man. It was just like uh, lightning in a bottle, and that that cover is just like I, I love that cover. It's just so perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to buy the the original. He still has the original, but I would love to own the original painting one day and frame it on my wall. Um, so I know you probably
0: can't say an awful lot about, um, blue nothing Do, So we won't, we won't prod you too far in that direction, but the artwork that you've teased up on Instagram and the aesthetic, I, I love it so much, man. Like um, all, all three of us, anything where there's spacey vibes, like, <laughs> all, like we're just instantly like, yep, that's, that's, that's an album. I want to listen to That's something I want to own. Um, is, is the is the aesthetic and the art that you've got uh that you've gone forward is that going to be reflected in the music
3: 100 percent. yeah i feel i, I was talking, doing the same mate. thing with foreverglade where i kind of the visuals kind of tease where the music is going to go and um yeah so it's been i i've been really on this tangent like like i said i don't make anything unless like i'm super excited or, or i find a, a handful of bands that i get so geeked out on that i just have to keep like listening and find more and and like do a deep dive on stuff so yeah. so the visuals are i'm definitely teasing the new kind of style that uh blue nothing is going to be and even onward you know uh it's definitely there's a lot of um i saw on your page you had in the night side eclipse by emperor and that there's a lot of kind of like mid-90s uh <laughs> Oh, Sim- god, god. There's, there's, uh, there's some symphonic black metal going on emperor oh, kind
1: of oh um, my uh, god i'm turning <laughs> into a potter <laughs> <laughs> there's that okay yeah, now yeah
3: there's that kind of realm and uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with Abigor. that's a austrian band they kind of like it's that kind of realm of so so since they're like it of course is in the nightside eclipse and then you have like a lot of like obscured demos and albums that that are influenced by that you know so it's, it, I've made it my job to kind of find stuff that is influenced by that stuff that ha- is more kind of like has like weird keyboard driven kind of stuff you know oh, spacey that. yeah kind of stuff so I feel like I, I got to I didn't think that um, people would enjoy my keyboard playing on foreverglade but it ended up being one of the things that people like made note of that they were like oh the keyboards are really cool on they add to the atmosphere you know some people are like keyboards take away from riffs and blah and all this so i keyboards i really... sound
1: cool <laughs> yeah yeah keyboards sound cool yeah
3: so, so, so you know in the night side eclipse has its fair share of uh keyboards on it so i've kind yeah. of been in in that kind of a bit more of a blackened realm but obviously i'm not leaving behind what worm has done it's just another kind of ingredient in the mix you know, of, of things. So that's kind of what I've been, uh, and I think Empire the Necromancers, that track kind of gives you like a hint of, like that occult kind of uh, uh, dark uh, kind of vibe. So oh, kind of just like picking up on that. And yeah, Spacey, so lots of, uh, yes, lots of cosmic, Oh, I'm uh, fucking excited, I'm so excited, <laughs> I'm fucking so excited. Yeah, and I, got, uh, and I got, I don't know if you guys are, are, are fans of Phil Tuga, he has that tremendous. he has, uh, he's in Cathalis. he's like a super, he's Shredder, so he's in the band now as well. God. Yeah, so, I was going sorry. to ask you about that, man, you um, know, black metal and
0: space seems to be, uh, this thing that's just taken off like in the last <laughs> few years, <laughs> like, like, um, have you heard, uh, Volga, who released an album?
3: Not familiar. Not oh familiar. dude,
0: we'll send, I'll send you a, a, if you could send us, um, some recommendations, man, of like what you've yeah. been listening to, you we'll Volga are a really, really cool. Like spacey black metal band from Germany. They released an album this year. It, it's sick. We'll, we'll, we'll link you up to that as well. But, um, no one's done swamps in space yet though so that you're on to our uh, first there man i reckon
3: yeah well, it's good yeah well if you think about it other planets there's there's other bodies of water on other yeah. planets if you think about it so you know there's there's some swamps gloom
1: lord will feast oh my god i can't wait <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah so i mean i could i could name drop a few bands now that are kind of like that, that I've been uh, like digging into if you yeah, want. Man. I could also link you as well. Like, yeah, 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 I, usually yes, have yeah. My, I usually have my influences like at, at the, in front of me, you know? So I'm at my desk right now and I have like some tapes that I, so I guess uh, the first, the key, I think one of the first, I said Abigor already. They have this album called Opus Four and that is like the pinnacle of space black metal. And, and a lot of their promo photos have influence there you go. <laughs> okay, <Opus my phone> am <laughs> now, man. I'm saving that album as yeah. you speak. <laughs> Abigor Opus for lots of spacey keyboards, lots of crazy sound effects going on in the background. Just it's Brilliant. black metal, but it it goes to places that black metal doesn't really go. I, I, I think in the night side eclipse would be the blueprint, but it's kind of like taking it further. And uh, their promo pictures, like you know, I have some some promo pictures with the space background behind yes. me, and so they're yeah. kind of the they're kind of the creators <clears throat> of that. They're kind of like some one of the first people to do that, and yeah. that specifically, Opus Four. There's a there's like literally a dude, fl- like his corpse paint face is floating over like outer space. Like, it's <laughs> like- oh my god, that's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that would be like my the starting point that got me on this trail, and then Limbonic Art. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're actually signed to uh, this label that was owned by Samoth of Emperor, so. Um, he Limbonic Art, their debut album, Moon in the Scorpio, that's a super symphonic space themed black metal album. Amazing, and uh, there's this other uh, th- a huge, huge influence right now is this band called Odium, and the title is The Sad Realm of the Stars. And that's the uh, name of an album that yeah. is, <laughs> and the cover of that is uh, is a dude uh, sitting at a throne, and there's like red space in the background, so. Oh. So that, that and then uh, the, I would name drop uh, this band called Obsidian Gate as well. The Night Spectral Voyage. That's another space theme black metal. So, um, if you if you pretty much like start off with those guys, yeah, you'll find like a bunch of bands that are just doing this that kind of got overlooked in the mid '90s with the whole black metal explosion, with the whole Norwegian scene and stuff. But there's a bunch of bands like just like there was with like. Uh, bands like disembowelment and, and evoking like this weirdo death doom death metal kind of hybrid so I, i've kind of found my excitement within this kind of style as well so just to keep me excited because i always need to find uh new gems you know to geek out on so mm. yeah, if absolutely. I can, and, I, and definitely of course i'll send you guys a link to more because i i don't want to like take up 20 minutes but i could list like a bunch of fucking stuff right now but i can send you guys a link to everything on
0: yeah man and what we'll we'll share that then because we'll share that on twitter with um because everyone literally everyone who we we engage with on twitter um loves worm and (laughs) when we said we were chatting to you uh, they were so like everyone was so excited to to hear this um I've got Sad Realm of the Stars up here. That album cover is
3: absolutely stunning. <laughs> that is in- incredible. They kind of me- mesh like the like real pictures of space and like art and yeah. and also like corpse paint and stuff. So it's like yeah, if you look through so and I'll, it, visually, it's just a, uh, a an amazing thing. You know, a Worm is corpse paint oriented, and I love the visual aspect of of music and making music. I like having like complete control of the art that goes along with everything so to find stuff like that that people care so much about the packaging and about the visuals of the music to kind of submerse you in the album even more yeah they just go full out on everything and that that really that has like you know if you look at the latest promo photos for Worm that has really inspired me not just musically but visually so it's just like keep keeping it going
0: I think that's such a hugely important thing um artwork and presentation like all us three are massive nerds when it comes to artwork and presentation and we buy a lot of physical um like cds is our main thing but when you get that artwork and you take the book out and you sit through and even little things down to like the font that the lyrics are written in and stuff like that when it's perfect it's it adds, I reckon it adds another 50% to the music as well. <laughs>
3: yeah, most definitely, because it, it puts you in the world. Like, yes, uh, yeah. without you don't have to say words. Like, you you know, you just have to yep. see. And it when it's that marriage of when the sounds really match what you're looking at, yeah, it just takes it to a whole, like, you, you can uh, get lost in, in that world. And that's my favorite part about music. If I can get lost in something yep. and I can, like, my imagination can go wild with something that's kind of like, and that's why I've, this is like, er, like recently these finds are like everything to me, and and I've just become. I used to be like a tape and and a vinyl kind of guy, like, and I was just always I I was like, yeah, I'm ne- I'll never really get into CDs, but since this was the mid '90s, this kind of style, I've just been spending so much money on CDs because <laughs> like, like all this is like, all this is like '96 '97 kind of like these kind of bands surfaced up like that and. And yeah i've just been going crazy with cd's lately so and so and it's helped me design the the packaging for blue nothing I, I wanted to really make the cd this time around have even more like more pages more little like more little special little intricate details in it so so that really helps from that standpoint as well
0: that's so cool to hear man like there's there's nothing there's nothing better this is like it's, as a teenager growing up in the 90s then like when you bought that cd home put it in your cd player and you just sat and listened to the record with the book in your hand yeah reading through all the lyrics and um the thanks lists in the back and all that stuff it's it's such a people who aren't music nerds don't don't understand that whole experience i don't think
3: and also the the, one of the things that is really important to me is when and one of the things that I look for is like when bands name drop other bands that to me is such a perfect thing because you get to learn what what these people were listening to and you get to expand your your creative taste and and you get to find new bands and stuff so I also that's a big deal to me I did that with Foreverglade you have to give a thanks and you have to give a nod and share uh, bands that influence you even if it's the smallest thing so and just like keep sharing music so that to me The first thing i do is when i when i find a band that i like i try to see who they're influenced by and i try to see look at the liner notes of their album and stuff and who they thanked and and the members and what those members other bands were and but you know just get really full on like you know do the research about it because you'll just find so much and you'll just that's one thing leads to another and you're down a rabbit hole of just finding a bunch of albums and bands that you never heard of you know so that's the the quest you know that's the eternal quest (laughs) yeah just when i think i found it all some some band comes and kicks my ass and i find a bunch of new stuff
1: that's Um, the beauty of music isn't it
0: yeah that's it it's it it's a never ending it's a never-ending quest (laughs) man.
3: it really is (laughs) well never runs dry man and there's always something to to get inspired about and that's that's a really a beautiful thing you know
2: that's oh. what um ken ken's youtube channel is pretty good for that, i was watching an interview that you did with him <clears throat> not the one that jimmy was referring to earlier but um he's sort of saying you sort of said to him like um that his channel's been like a such a massive blessing because he's putting out all this old stuff that like no one's ever really heard of before
3: yeah and on like on almost like a weekly and monthly basis so I would be sitting there like waiting for his next upload. I'd i know that it was good no matter what, because his collection is fucking amazing, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I, and, it's, and it's also like uh stuff that is has been lost in time, and he's uploaded stuff that hasn't even been on YouTube before he he uploaded it, and you can't download it anywhere, you know, and some it might not even be on discogs or you know, so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of those. I appreciate the sharing that because he could just be an asshole and like keep his collection to himself and be all happy about it, you know, but he, <laughs> and you know, and he, he, doesn't have to share it with anybody, but the fact that he wants this style of music, he wants a younger generation to, to geek out on it, to be inspired by it. You know, it's, and, and it, it hit me and, you know, and it got me on a, on a sort of tangent and a, and a trail, you know, because to, to me, the, that's like finding like a hidden gem or like some treasure that, that is like not out there. and, it, and his channel is extremely important uh, to a lot of uh, people that are in bands. you know I feel like a lot of and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who can say this, but he's, he's an a extremely important channel. He's influenced a lot of newer bands because we've been able to find stuff that is just you could ne- you could never find it anywhere else, you know and that's very important especially yeah. if you're taking on a genre like death metal or black metal or something, you, you want to do it right. You want to, you want to look at the people that have done this before you and you, and you want to just do it justice, you know? And that's, that's kind of a, the goal, you know?
0: Agreed, man. And we, we had, um, we had Ken on the show um, a month or so ago. And, and, you know, he's, he's, uh, uh, he works, he's got a family um, yeah. and it, but the, the passion and the love he shares for this music. He he's, was a big inspiration for us starting this podcast. We were like, well, you know, why don't we just press record and start talking about music? Like Ken, if Ken's shown that he can help out people, then, you know, let's, let's do it ourselves. So uh, he, like you said, I, I think he's a really important person when it comes to extreme music.
3: Yeah, and I've said this before, his excitement—he has more excitement than I do sometimes. Like and younger <laughs> people do, and that is—that's is something to take note of. You know that mm. he's been into this music for all these years, and he's still excited about. It. And that's a true—that—that that makes you even more excited that you can just like, you know, th- there's never an end to this. You can continue being like excited th- throughout whatever life you have. If this means something to you, you, you can always like have it with you, and and that and the key. And a great thing about what you guys do, what he does is just like where I'm from. I come from Miami, Florida. No one around me is into anything that I like, you know? I can't just go hang out with people, you know, so, so that and talk about these kind of albums and this kind of thing. So this this platform, you know, social media, the few people that that, that like this or people that are just even having a conversation about um, metal, death metal, black metal or anything or just sh- showing how excited they are is like, I don't really have people in person to talk about. So to even listen, not even to be a part of it, but to even listen to people talking about it or something, it's just yeah. like gets me more excited. You know, it's like, uh, it's a great uh, community, you know, and it's that's what it's all about. It's like, we're we are all, we might not all like the same things or be exactly the same, but we all kind of have this kind of energy for this music and, and or even music like this, you know? So, and it's just like, it's great to just, hear people that are as excitable about it as you so you know that's yeah. where this huge it's very inspiring you know To it's it, i consider it a sort of scene you know it is a scene you know in modern times it's a it's an extreme metal scene in that and I, i'm so happy about it, and it it does inspire me and uh i i really appreciate what you guys do and i appreciate what he does and anyone that even puts like time into sharing because that's the key word is sharing man you, yeah. you don't have to we don't have to share this stuff but it one thing leads to another and you don't know who you can inspire you know so dude um
0: yeah. high
3: tides raise all
0: ships at the end of the day and you know if one person helping out another person gets you and they they pass that on then this music that we love can go on long after we've long hell after yeah. we've gone man
3: hell yeah man and it's and, just there's there's young guys starting bands now, and it's a beautiful yeah. thing. You know, there's guys in the, like sixteen year old dudes that are starting like cool bands now, like you know. So it's 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 an awesome thing.
2: Yeah, man.
0: Uh, anytime you want to come on and chat as well, man, just hit us up. You're always, always, always welcome to to join it to join in, man. Absolutely.
3: Oh yeah, man. I love talking metal, so yeah, man.
0: <laughs> so that's like a nice then perfect. I feel like a nice perfect uh, way to introduce sort of the next part of this then man a b- bit more into your your personal journey um do you come from a musical family did you have music around you growing up as a little kid
3: um music was always playing and not necessarily metal mm. <laughs> but or hard rock even for that but music was always playing um in the background you know there was always uh i can remember like uh there was I had my family had like a huge tape deck and a record player, like in the living room. And uh, there was always like acoustic guitars around or like he, my dad always had this yellow Fender Telecaster around, you know, his, his brother really was into the guitar. So he had guitars around in the house. And uh, I can always remember like being like little as hell, like maybe like three or four and like hearing music and grabbing like one of those guitars and pretending to like air guitar, pretending (laughs) like I was playing along with the music. I always liked guitars. I think like that was a a big deal for me. And I think when I heard, uh, I really truthfully, if I want to really go back to it, I think my first instance of hearing like an an electric guitar was like black Sabbath. I heard like, um, fucking hell. It had to be like paranoid or something like that. Like I was, I was really, and I didn't know that, guitars could make that sound and could guitars could sound like almost like evil or like it sounded just cool it sounded like cool to me you know yeah and i always like remembered that and i always like so when i i started playing guitar like around like 15 or 16 i didn't take it really seriously but i and i took like standard like lessons like notation and, and shit like that but I, and then that's kind of where it all stems from but then i think when i was like i think that <clears throat> I think I had just turned like, I think I just turned 20 or two or I wasn't. Yeah, I definitely wasn't 21 yet. Um, I stumbled upon black metal. That was my first entryway to any extreme metal at all whatsoever. Oh, cool. um, and and uh, I, it was like I had never I didn't even know what to classify it as. I didn't know it was black metal when I heard it. You know, I, it was like on YouTube, you know, and I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't even know you could convey this kind of sh- like emotion, or, or and it, and it had the crazy visuals with it. And I just was like completely submersed in it. Like, uh, and I was, and then I found out about like one man black metal bands. And I was like, oh, so you could do this all alone in your room. You could just pretty much, and I didn't know anyone who made music around me. So I was like, well, let's try this out. You know, <laughs> we like, uh, I don't like if they can do it by themselves, I can do it by myself too. So that's kind of where it all started. And I've just been following a little trail since then and finding bands that i like since then and it's taken twists and turns you know and uh, but that's kind of how it started like uh, but black sabbath it would be like entryway into liking anything that's even remotely hard rock or yeah metal, you
2: know? oh amazing speaking about entryways um do you remember the first album that you ever bought Woo! Oh, one God. of the earliest albums that you ever bought. <laughs> doesn't have to be the first one ever.
3: Shit. I, I don't know about buying, like, I didn't really geek out on buying physical Let's see. What was the first fucking album that I ever. That's a really. <laughs> no one's ever asked me that. That's a fucking great <laughs>
2: question.
1: <laughs>
3: Fuck.
0: What I was, dude. mine was The Simpsons sing the blues.
3: Take <laughs> 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 a pop, man. <laughs> fuck i really don't know like purchasing with my own like on my own fucking no. damn i can't remember to be honest because I, I will say this i what i will say is what i do remember is um i was at a i don't know if you guys have that over there fye i don't know if it's like I, I, it's no, long gone know. over here but uh this is such a funny random thing but so they had i went there and they had Dark Throne Frostland Tapes which is all the Dark Throne demos on CD. Oh shit. Uh, it's a three it's a 3 CD thing and then they and I saw that and I can remember that was the first like upon getting into extreme metal that was the first CD that I ever bought was Dark Throne Frostland Tapes which is their demos. Oh my um, shit. It was just randomly sitting there. Uh, and uh so that that would be the that, that I can remember that I was just like, oh, and I put it on. I I didn't know what it was gonna sound like uh, before I put it on. I put it on. I was like, what the hell is this? It was like, <laughs> that was my first reaction
2: when I heard Dark Frame for the first time. Yeah, that's that reaction.
3: <laughs> it was like demo recordings, you know. On top of that, so it was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I definitely influenced the first two uh, Worm because it's because they're supremely lo-fi. The first two mm. Worm releases are yeah. just done in my room i tried very i went out of my way to make them sound like shit you know so (laughs) because that's because to me that's the lineage you got to start out like to me in my head that was like you got to start out like that and then work your way up to getting with steven Acutis to mix and master your foreverglade album you know so (laughs) to me i had to pay my dues in some way i had to start from the ground up in a way but
0: yeah
2: oh that's so fucking wicked
3: I, I remember
0: I remember um in the mid mid-90s, obviously when the whole um, Norwegian black metal thing was kicking off. I remember being sort of 14, 15 and and seeing oh, like was... these crazy, crazy looking men on the front of Kerrang and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. So I remember taking my monthly trip up to London and I went to Tower Records. And um, I remember buying in the Nightside eclipse Ooh. and when i was 15 i wasn't ready for that man so i remember putting it on and i was like what the fuck is this This is 15 pounds of my money I've spent on this. <laughs> i was like i can't hear any riffs i can't i don't know what those vocals are doing and it took me years and years and years to like truly appreciate black metal so for you to get into it sort of
3: that quick is uh that's, that's impressive that's, that's some good that's ears, impressive man. <laughs> but but at, the, but at the same time that is a great note and that's a beautiful because th- i was actually gonna gonna mention this about in the nightside eclipse so when i initially heard it, i was like jesus christ what the hell is this i can never do anything like this like it, it seemed like it was miles away from anything i could do at that time so which is why i stuck with like the demo recording era like which is what the first worm sounds like but now i feel like with i guess like uh, like i'm more mature now like as you said like hindsight is everything yeah now you 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 know that in the nightside eclipse is a masterpiece yep and you know that you know what i mean so back then i don't think i could have tackled in the nightside eclipse which is why i stuck with the demos but now with the with the, the band that i have now and the knowledge that i have now i think i can do it now which is why i i, I can say that that's one of my influences for the next worm and that that's a beautiful thing because I can recall at that time, I wasn't ready to completely grasp in the nightside eclipse. It's a lot to take in all yeah. at once, especially yeah. if especially if you're new to those sounds. So that's why I feel like on this journey that I've been in, it's, it's a beautiful thing to kind of revisit that and be like, wait a second. I have good production now. I have a great label. I have a great musicians that can help me maybe let's try and tackle something like in the Nightside Eclipse. Like, let, maybe we could, maybe we could, not try, an emphasis on try. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, in the night. I'm just saying try. The least I could do is, you know what I mean? So I never thought of it like that, you know, and like coming back to, to having more of a prominent black metal kind of like approach, not saying I'm, I'm getting rid of everything else, but I'm so, so that's kind of, that was my excitement of that. So, and the Nightside Eclipse is an important, uh, Album to note
0: mind blowing as well, man. To think the age that Emperor were when they recorded that. That's another
3: thing that I'm so jealous of. I'm so fucking jealous of that.
0: Yeah. Like, imagine being able to do something as well at that age as Ishan did at
3: writing black metal. Like he holy was like, shit, man. He was like 16 or 17, right? But yes, I, I feel like it's it was the time and place, and it was what was going on around him. It was all the perfect kind of combination yeah to do that. He had other bands that he looked at like Darkthone and Mayhem he looked up to. It, so it was all like when you're at that age, I just feel like not so much talent, but when 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 you have that much kind of passion for what you're doing and you really believe in it, you can really make a sort of miracle. You can make so you can kind of like make something that is a game changer. And I feel like wow. it was kind of like the perfect such I wish that you see I got into this when I was like 19 and 20 i wish that i had the that kind of uh backstory that he had that he's doing this when he's like 16 and 17 so he and i recall in an interview with him he said that his dad took him to a seventh son of the seventh son iron maiden yeah, tour show, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. that's that speaks volumes because that happens to be their keyboard album you know yep and of course looking back on it that completely influenced emperor you know so that that so it's it's all the way that he was brought up everything that he had to hear and that it was all part of the story so that's a so yeah that's and just <clears throat> the age just yeah it gets me every time man. but these guys <laughs> were so young that's why it's like the time is now that's how i feel it's like i have to i have to make up for time that i didn't that i wasn't doing this you know almost so, so yeah. but i
0: think the beauty the beauty of the music that you're writing though dude is that it's timeless isn't it it's oh, okay. it's never going to be dated yeah. like if you listen like let's take new metal for an example it's dated to that time like in the Night Side eclipse is never going to be dated to a time nor is foreverglade so
3: oh, okay.
0: like it doesn't really matter what age you are or what you know the music is that music is timeless it will be there forever
3: yeah my uh putting that next to that is that that's a crazy uh i appreciate that man I, I i think it all comes down to the passion of it like if you're doing everything for the right reasons i think people are going to hear that like if you're doing something because it's a fad or if it's a trend it's going to be hot for like a minute yeah you know and, yeah. and it's not gonna but but i feel like when you put everything into what you do people are very smart and they can tell when you're faking it and they can tell when you're when it really means a lot to you you know what i mean so yeah,
0: absolutely. i just
3: think that people can what i would say is that people can appreciate the excitement and the, you know the, and the, and the time put into it i think that's that's what it is at the end of the day because you it's it's not only talent but it's how how much you really care about this and the time that you're willing to give from your life to to put into it because that's that's you're only as great as how how much time and how much of a sacrifice you you put into things you know so yeah mean to get all deep here like this is some deep conversation but oh no man it's (laughs) yeah yeah it's really it and that's what i think res. that's what i think could resonate is like some like oh this dude really cares about this you know what i mean it's not like a quick hobby like this is like you know this is like his life that's that's what i could say i don't know about talent now but i would say like you know passion is is a big keyword you know
0: you're very humble, man, because uh <laughs> I wish I had an ounce of your musical ability, honestly.
3: Uh, fucking hell, man. No, I really appreciate that.
1: <laughs> right. Keeping on the subject of firsts. Yeah. What was the first metal show you went to?
3: Ah, I'm a I'm a I'm a late bloomer to shows because I'm I'm from Miami. So I, I want to say, man, it wasn't honestly there's no no really not a lot of shows pass through here, to be honest. And uh, my first metal show, cause like I'm a bedroom musician, man, like no, no metal comes through through these parts ever, you know, and if it is, it's like super expensive and out of the way. But I think my first metal show had to have been fucking hell is it it, it was it was morbid angel cool. and, uh, what an answer. Mor- morbid angel and incantation. Uh, oh, to- yeah. Wow. Fucking hell. Together, yeah. Are
0: and you on Hors- sort of like, outskirts
3: of Miami then? I'm in the fucking like I'm in the city. Like I'm in the like there's no metal passing through here at all, you know what I mean? But the, for for people from the UK,
0: like obviously we we would think of Miami as being like the Will Smith, like from the
2: video, Miami. Like, like, like oh, a hotbed flow with, like, like, rider music and stuff. <laughs>
3: you would be you would be 100% correct you would be, and that's why it's very funny to be making this kind of stuff here but in a way it kind of just like makes me feel like I'm on my own planet and I have my own <laughs> I have my own mission that I'm and it kind of makes it more exciting you know that everyone is into this other sort of thing and I'm an evil scientist in my lab <laughs>
1: but
3: uh, that might be that might be the appeal to it in the beginning in my early years because it was something that was not anything around me so yeah. when I found it it was like oh well this is another something completely new to me because like I I do not really um yeah the things that are going on around like in the city is I, I keep to myself mostly I mostly work on music and uh, when I do go out it would be for nature it would be the everglades are a 30 minute drive away you know oh, and man. that's a that's a huge source of my inspiration nature yeah. is, uh, goes hand in hand with the vibe to hear, to, to be able to go into nature, listen to metal and like have a beer and just listen to your favorite album out in the swamps and something. That's just cool. like a, you. The, the mind wanders, you know? You build, <clears throat> yeah. you, build, you build, your imagination goes wild, you know? And it, it's the perfect thing. And even when it started off with black, hearing black metal in nature and then hearing like swampy, disgusting death metal in nature is just like a beautiful thing. So that to that to me is what i'm proud of from from being from here and of course just in itself being from florida i see you have a death shirt over there so yeah. like uh that is uh you know that's that's enough to to be proud of where you're from even if i'm from miami but it's still florida you know oh but, yeah definitely uh, but but yeah so it's just like that chuck himself is a huge huge uh not just musically but the way he carried himself in interviews, you know, he was making this crazy, brutal music, but he always seemed like he was this happy down to earth kind of guy. And it was yeah. just, like he was kind of just trying to break the mold of like, you know, we don't always have to be like extreme. We don't, we we can have fun. You know, we don't have to be like in a corner angry somewhere, you know, so that in itself uh, is enough to be just, you know, like I may not like where I live at the moment, but you can find the beauty in everything you know you can find what what you're into from where you're from so so I try to just nature hikes, I try to be outdoors as much as possible. that's really good for me and just listen when I'm not making music in my room, you know, so so yeah, it's pretty much it man my uh, Florida nature that's uh, uh maybe fifty percent of the worm formulas is the fucking everglades you know
0: <laughs> oh yeah man, it's uh it's it's all over your music isn't it like from from the atmosphere the atmosphere is a weird thing to talk about in music because it's a hard thing to put your finger on but you can hear it you can hear it seeping through in your music and the artwork and uh, everything about it is it's that part of the world
3: yeah it's it's uh it's in a way it's paying homage to where the natural elements of where i'm from and it's also just for some reason the like that that style of death metal just beautifully fits with the, with those swampy kind of humid melting surroundings for, it's just a perfect marriage. It's like, it's, it's almost meant to be, you know, it's, it's yeah. there for the taking, you know? So, so why not? I and mean, it's a beautiful thing. So we perfect. probably won't get a Will Smith cover at any point. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh uh, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I, don't know about that. I don't know about that.
2: Maybe closer to a death cover. I'll do a death. <laughs> oh, cover. that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, a worm, a
0: worm cover album at some point or EP would be uh, would be amazing.
3: I would love to. If uh, the, I'm obviously in writing mode at the moment, and but if if there would ever... if the stars align and there's a worm show, I would definitely like to sneak in a little death uh, song in there. You know, yeah. maybe pick some one of my favorite songs, you know, I don't know what it would be right now, but I would love to do something like that. It would be very fun to like close a show or something just for that Florida stamp, you know, but uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Just let's just ask very quickly then. uh, What's your favorite death
2: album?
3: Oh, that changes every month. You know, we
0: we say this all the time, don't we? There is. Yeah. Everyone has a
2: different. It's like the infinite. uh, It's like the never ending debate on Twitter. (laughs)
3: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really depends on my mood you know it really all the de- but i know that there's certain death albums that i could hear with any mood and i'm just very like happy to hear them you know i yeah. it'll, the thing is in the earlier days it would have been uh the early it would have either been leprosy or, or scream bloody gore you know but as as i've learned to like deal with deal with being in a band and deal with with like age like growing up and stuff like just and, and and just how to keep this thing kind of going you know i i think right if i were to say right now i don't i can't say of all like forever of all time my favorite album <laughs> but but right now a, a lot of uh especially like damn this is i, yeah, I even feel bad saying it because i take away from another <laughs> album. this is kind of hard i'll just say right now um maybe i human right now because Half of the band was from Miami, Cynic. Oh, uh, wow. yeah, of course. The, the, and they were actually did the rehearsals for that album in Miami in a and they used to hang out in this place called Coconut Grove, which I, I go to sometimes, you know. Amazing. And so I think that's that's kind of I think Chuck, every album was kind of a different learning experience, and he mm. kind of had yeah, to deal yeah. with different members, and and yeah. I'm dealing yeah. with that now. And I've got new members in the band, and I'm and I'm seeing and I'm lo- Tweaking the formula and changing things here and there just to keep things interesting. So I kind of, in the earlier days, I would have pushed things away like, ah, that's not as fucking heavy as this other shit, you know, <laughs> as like leprosy or scream bloody gore. But I can really appreciate those later albums because this dude had to keep it going, you know. When when you yeah. when you make something that's successful, you can either copy it and do a. a, a a lesser version of it, or you can either try to do something else and be as excited about that something else. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, for me, I've had to kind of be mature to understand their discography better. You know? So I I would say now it could change next month, you know, but right now in this moment, human, you know, amazing. If you do finish a show with
0: a uh, death cover, can I, can I um, request crystal mountain and, you know, in those clean (laughs) guitar parts, the, um, you could add some worm style keyboards in the background, would just Woo! sound absolutely perfect. Man. There we go. I was just thinking um, about that now, and
3: like I was like, oh my god, yes. C- Crystal you Mountain know, would definitely would definitely be one of the one of the uh choices for sure. Because I that's what that was one of my first favorite uh death songs. A nihilistic manifesto, he's he does uh some of the solos on uh Foreverglade. The first time I met him, he's he said. He was in like a cover band and one of the things that they would do was Crystal Mountain. Cool. And, and that's, that's when I knew, I was like, Oh, I love this dude already. Man. He, <laughs> yeah. he can play Crystal Mountain. He's in my band. I don't yeah. care about
0: it. No audition needed. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> enough
3: for me, you know, so for sure. For um, sure.
0: This is going to seem like a silly question, uh, Phantom given how much metal you Listen to and how deep into the underground you are. But are there any
3: genres outside of metal that you that you enjoy? Hundred and ten percent. As a matter of fact, sometimes in order to fall even more in love with metal, you got to take a step away from it, and you got to mm. hear, you got to give it a break sometimes because you can't be Ooh. all day. You know, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a time and place, a time and place for everything, and and you know, in high everything else sounds better when you walk away from it for a little bit you know yeah so and and that's a big that might be uh i don't want to give too much away but i have something else in the works you know <clears throat> uh, I, but uh you know dungeon synth uh ambient music uh you know uh berlin school you know and I, I wouldn't say electronic you know but like you know stuff like that uh i love keyboards you know so yeah tangerine dream klaus schultz uh stuff like that and of course dungeon synth mortis you know stuff like that uh to me the keyboard is an instrument that i feel like i I have never been able to master but it's so fun to sit in front of a keyboard and to just mess around you know i could go for hours like so definitely and i guess i would say ambient dark ambient uh dungeon synth is something that has always been a a part of my listening like life like I always go to it you know it's a it's an experience that's very calming and also it's transportative like you can kind of with Dungeon Synth the same places that I go to when I listen to black metal I can kind of go to the same kind of places in my mind but it's just a different color you know like when you listen to Dungeon Synth you could still be in dark medieval times with Dungeon Synth you know but it's just like you know just keyboards only and there's a lot of atmosphere in that so definitely finding uh, stuff like that is a uh, that that helps live life you know and and and, uh, and make extreme metal you know uh, so I love the key anything with like ambient keyboards are uh, definitely into
0: that's so especially, cool
3: especially these days man because I I'd like to take a whack at something like that not saying it's going to be worm maybe it could be worm you know but uh you know I just like uh that's I'm always working on stuff too it doesn't have it's not not might not even be worn but i'm always making music
0: that's so cool man really, so, so, yeah. like us three have all got massive into um synth wave over the last over the last couple of years and uh it, it, i think again it's because of that aesthetic that it's got like that um retro-y yep. luminous colors the,
2: the neon lights and that it's like, really 80s. So it's, it's like 80s well, isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Miami Vice over here, yeah. yes, it yeah, is, yeah. yeah. And the old
0: yeah. Lamborghinis and stuff like that. That, that.
3: Who knows that that might be? I might not know it, but that's it might be influencing me like that. But but yeah, I definitely, oh, you know what I mean. You know, it's yeah. just like, a, but also coming from it making sense in in the Worm universe. But definitely, yeah, keep it's cool, like retro synth, you know, like old mm. horror movie soundtracks. Like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Suspiria, the movies. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, goblin stuff, just old like Cor- or, or, or or early John Carpenter stuff like the Halloween.
0: Yeah, thing. oh Sound yeah, he was the master on that, was like,
3: he? Yeah, so just of course you got You got to keep it spooky to me. So like, uh, did you stuff like that? Did you hear um, the um, the album by the Lion's Daughter that
0: came out last year, dude?
3: Not familiar. Called not Skin familiar.
0: Show. Oh man, Cooling get me. on it. I'll DM you that. It's it's the weirdest it's like a mix of black metal um john carpenter synths oh, but
3: shit. with really
0: big pop hooks and stuff like that i'll i'll dm you over
3: man i think you'll love that so oh yeah definitely man i always love to hear new shit awesome. that, that's a crazy mix right there uh, From- yeah, really unique it's really unique, unique and yeah. it's
0: got massive sing-along choruses that you i, I I can't explain it, but I'll I'll link you up, man.
3: I'll hit you up with it. <laughs> I'll definitely check. That sounds like it piques my interest definitely. So yeah, it will yeah, love it. Stuff like that, man. It's like I've I've been uh, since I turned in Blue Nothing. Like I've just been obviously, the, in my mind, there's a follow up to Forever Glade because Blue Nothing is kind of like a mini LP slash EP. Cool. You know, it's it's not a hundred percent, but uh, but it's kind of showing where I would like to go with. The next 100 full on full length after Foreverglade, you know, since Forever, it's gonna I'm gonna need some time, you know, to make that that big follow up to Foreverglade. But this EP, what I will say is, I don't know if you guys, I I think I I said it in a post, but so Foreverglade was supposed to be a double LP. Oh, okay. I had made I had recorded all those songs. It was gonna be eight songs. So Foreverglade is six songs. So that leaves two songs. So when I said that to the label, they were like, "Since it's your first outing, it might be better if we do a single LP." I had like a grand idea for a double <laughs> LP album for Foreverglade. So I had these two tracks that they are from that Foreverglade realm. If you like Foreverglade, you're gonna fucking love those two tracks. Oh god, um, I can't wait, and, man! I just can't wait. And in, and, in, and in fact, one of those songs was gonna be the closer. To, it was gonna be the grand finale. So I ca- I saved it because I knew I was going to for sure release it at some point down the line. So what, what blew nothing is, it's going to be two songs from that, from the Forever Glade era, and it's going to be two songs of what I'm into now, which is that sort of spacey symphonic of black metal. So it's oh, going to be a slow, it's going to be an easy transition from where Forever Glade left off to where I want to go next 110%. So it'll be a very, it'll be very important for where we go which is why I love the fact that we're releasing it. And another thing is, like, I got really... I love My Dying Bride. And uh, they released a bunch of EPs after their, like, uh, I think it was uh, As the Flower Withers or, you know... Um, so I, I love the idea of releasing a short sort of short, like, EP after, like, a grand album. Yeah. Kind of, like, that, just to give myself a way more time to really geek out on forever. So that's kind of what Blue Nothing is. So, so it's oh. going to so yeah amazing so it's like
0: one foot in the past and one foot in the future
3: yeah so so we're not going to go with the next album you're going to be like what band is this this isn't worm so it's gonna <laughs> it's going to kind of ease you into where i would like to go you know space uh black metal you know realm that's right so up. that's so exciting
0: man look at Daz's <clears throat> face like space
2: black metal is his thing <laughs> Like, Daz has got his credit card out already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the merch line, mate.
3: <laughs> it's going to be great, man. I've gained, It's going to be great. I've, I've been really stoked on the visual aspect of it. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. To sh- I wish I could share everything now because I got it all. It's all here. But uh, but yeah, man, it, it's going to come very soon. It's already been turned in.
2: What, oh, I, would awesome. say, come
3: on. what I would say is that, you know around the time that forever glade came out well maybe a little you know we we'll around we'll resurface around that time maybe awesome, earlier man. you know you know so yeah
0: brilliant oh mate we're so excited honestly um so what we how we like to round these uh chats off dude is we're gonna do uh neither or round. um
2: okay.
0: we're gonna give you two things and you just gotta pick one or the other um and we're i sincerely apologize for for making you do this like honestly it's,
3: uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh this is gonna be hard right either or kind of yeah. thing
0: yeah uh, yeah that's it man um so let me kick this off then with my dying bride or paradise lost
3: Ah, oh, fucking hell uh, yeah it's rough isn't it uh, <laughs> fuck oh damn that, that hurts man because that's another that's another like depending on how i feel kind of question you know like it could be yeah. different But I will say... ah, Fuck, that's that's hard because I was just listening to Gothic the other day. And I was just like, oh, that's such a great fucking album. Yeah, Um, (laughs) man. Fuck. I think I'm going to have to say My Dying Bride because um, towards the Sinister, that was a big deal for me, especially for Foreverglade, like the choirs on that. We have a lot of these eerie choirs since. And to me, the second I heard towards the sinister i was like if i don't fucking make a couple songs with this kind of like vibe like i'm i'm i don't know what death doom is you know i don't i don't know. So like uh i think i would have to say my dying bride because there's just more for me to like get into yeah and within the style that i like yeah. obviously paradise lost are legendary but i think turn loose the swans fucking as the flowers wither and like the demos and even like the the little eps like i was talking about I think I for when it comes to Worm, I I can pull more from from that from their earlier uh, kind of like discography. So I think my dying breath.
2: Awesome man. Right, next, the next one isn't any easier. I don't think. Um, <laughs> death or Morbid <laughs> Angel.
3: Ah. Well, I said,
2: <laughs> They're uh, horrible, aren't they?
3: To me, to me, I I think of uh, Morbid Angel as Death's evil brother. You know, like, <laughs> <the Yeah>. brother. <laughs> Uh, another another thing depending on but I think I think uh, I'll put it more towards what has influenced were more I think like Chuck is a huge yeah. shadow over worm yeah uh, when it comes to solos and leads and the way that even leads are played like that kind of vibrato that yeah. he had yeah. so it's kind of, I, and you know yeah death 100 percent awesome
1: right next question this is an easy one. It's not like the other two. Okay. Rain in blood or rust in peace. Oh
3: fuck! Oh uh, oh fucking hell! <laughs> oh fuck! That actually is kind of hard to be honest. <laughs> fuck! Because uh, rust in peace has those solos, dude. Oh, God, Marty Friedman, man, uh, mate. I might have to from a guitar point of view i think rest in peace rain and blood is amazing i would have said if you did hello waits versus rest in peace i kind of would have picked hello waits because that's my favorite slayer album just because it has like such an evil death metal vibe. oh
0: god yeah
3: but uh, but i think rest rest in peace is like one of my favorite just guitar fucking hero sounding album yeah
1: it's unreal oh yeah yeah man um
3: in the night side eclipse
0: or Ah. a blaze in the northern sky
3: Ah oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, if you would have asked me, if you would have asked me like five years ago, I would have said a blazing on in the sky. But obviously what's important to me now is in the night side of I'm, I'm fucking breaking that album down. Like I'm taking that album apart, you know? So yeah. And the nightside side eclipse hundred percent. Awesome. Well,
2: this, this one, this one's like really easy um, in comparison to what we've had gators <laughs> or snakes.
3: Oh, gators! Gators, anyway.
2: yeah. they're just awesome, man. They're yeah, pretty cool. Just like yeah. dinosaurs rolling around. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> I know, man, I gotta have like some sort of gator in some worm inventory, and it's sometime soon. You know, they gotta have some drawing of a gator or something. Yeah, oh, that'd
2: be fucking
1: <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> right. Immortal or mayhem?
3: Oh, fucking hell! Well, uh... I th- it comes down to uh, I think Immortal has like the Mayhem glory days didn't last very long to me, yeah, you know. Agreed. Like they kind yeah. of like fizzled out, you know. I don't even know if I would call them Mayhem anymore because they're a lot of their a lot of their core members are gone, you know. So, but yeah. I think it, Immortal has has definitely a, more of a discography to drown in for someone like me, you know.
2: So oh, I oh, would agree it, with that too. Immortal, yeah, immortal. yeah, Immortal, Wicked. Right, m- mm.
0: my last one, dude. Um, Trey Azagoth or James Murphy?
3: <laughs> oh, you, 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 need them, you need them both. You need them both. Fuck. <laughs> the thing is, I got the fucking Trey Azagoth, uh, the, the the where the slime lives guitar. That's my that's the guitar that I use. Oh for my forever, god, dude, I'm, I'm, forever, I'm forever glad that uh, that universe, the Ibanez universe with the I'm okay. so stoked you said that because obviously. You um there's no pictures
0: of you playing live, and there's no photos of you in this. So I've always wondered what guitar you play, and that yeah. oh, that is fucking sick. That ibanez, is fucking yeah, insane. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, The the domination gateways ibanez universe, yeah. That <sighs> that era, oh yes, yeah, that, that's what was used on for every you know, the black and the green, neon green. Oh but, uh, god, Oh right. my but, yeah. god,
1: that's amazing.
3: I'm gonna yeah, Trey Azagoth, and that's When he put but if you put Trey Azagoth with Chuck, then I'll be like Chuck, but uh, but yeah, trash no, yeah. you Oh,
2: sick man. Awesome. 100%. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, Celtic Frost or Hellhammer?
3: Ah. Ah, oh, fuck. You got to You got to <sighs> Like I said, now, nowadays, uh, Celtic Frost. I mean, they're the same to me, you know? Yeah. They're really the same monster. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Celtic Frost nowadays. Yeah.
1: Right. Last one. Final or cassette?
3: Ah. Uh... <laughs> I think I can't I can't listen to vinyl out in the swamps, you know, so I got to Yeah, back. it's true. I gotta, I, it's honestly what fits more with my life. So I, I I've got the boom box with the tape deck in it. But also now now since I like mid 90s black metal so much, I get I got the boom box with the CD player in it. And yeah, it, and,
2: that's it. And, man.
3: Yeah. So that's it. So it's like uh, now I would say over. I mean, CD over tape and vinyl now. Oh, but awesome. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah we're cd nerds yeah, we yeah, are yeah definitely man all three yeah, of us yeah,
3: absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give you guys a list of cds that uh that are in front of me right now that are only on cd so I'm, i'll give you i'll send you guys a list of that
0: oh, yes dude, awesome oh, yeah, that honestly yes. man yeah yeah
1: absolutely right there's one more bonus question we've got and it's it's not an E either or it's an actual question and this is a question that stumps a lot of our guests so I'm going to have fun with this one so someone asks you what metal is Mm. what album are you going to give them so first timer into metal what album are you going to give to their hands to get them to play
3: um Fucking hell, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> uh, I guess if you don't, this is an album. Like if you don't like this, then you, we're not gonna vibe. I guess, but uh, Master of Reality by uh, Black Sabbath, to me, great a, shout. Great album. shout. Yeah. So. Do you
0: know what's mad? That's the first time Black Sabbath has come up. I think in every <laughs> time we've asked that question, and they're like the daddies of,
3: <laughs> of everything. Yeah, that's so. like. If you can get into that, then I can slowly guide you through the rest of the journey. You know what I mean? That'll be a nice little. You know, I could give a nod to that from the next out. You know, so but I think I think if we're talking like, if you if your ears perk up when you hear that, then we're good. The rest (laughs) of the journey.
1: That's a good answer. That that's a very good answer.
3: Yeah. Awesome, man. Phantom it's
0: been an absolute pleasure chatting with you dude honestly i could chat for hours more so we have to do this again at some point if you're up for it we
3: got to man i'm down
2: 100
0: sick um so yeah if you are listening uh and for some reason you haven't checked out Foreverglades, please go and do that support phantom and 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 worm um they can find you worm um, i think it's worm gloom is it on uh instagram dude
3: yes sir worm gloom yeah
0: yeah wicked yeah go and follow because um your instagram story is one of the best things about um about instagram <laughs> constantly sharing those wicked albums and that artwork man it's so cool gotta, gotta leave the breadcrumbs man you gotta yeah, that's man. It, man.
3: sharing is sharing is caring
2: man
0: it's all about it, the sharing it is dude yeah yeah man teamwork makes the dream work and all that
2: oh, yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah um support phantom support worm go and check him out give him a follow listen to the music man honestly do deserves all your time and um, will we be back again in a week or so's time with our uh, pick of april's albums um so until then stay gloomy